I'm your host Emma, and today we are talking about the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation or Modao Zushi Volume 2. And I have to admit, I would argue that this volume was better than the first. I know there's going to be people that disagree with me, but I'm going to explain you why, and I want to break it down into kind of four sections. And the first one I'll talk about is Lan, Shizui, and Wei Wushan, as you know from the first episode, and if you follow me on Goodreads, how much I talk about him. I love Lan, Shizui, he's my favorite. I cannot tell you why. I cannot justify it to you. I cannot give you a logical argument for it. He just is. And he deserves the world. And if by the really slightest chance MXTX is ever listening to this, if you want to make like a Lan Shizui spinoff, I will learn Chinese to translate it for you. That, like, that is my proposition to you. That is how much I love Lan Shizui. But I want to talk about his relationship with Wei Wushan. Because in the first book, there's clearly something between them. It's different than between Wei Wuxian and Lan Wanji. There's clearly something romantic between the two of them with how they talk, with how they act with one another. Or at least Lan Wanji clearly feels something for him. Wei Wuxian is just an idiot, not picking up on things. Lan Shizui was one of the first people from the Lan clan that we met after meeting Wei Wuxian. And Lan Shizui still thinks that it's not Wei Wuxian, it's Mojuan Yu, which makes me wonder what is going to happen, because it's bound to happen. Then Lan Shizui realizes it's Wei Wuxian. There's no going around that. So it's kind of making me wonder what is going to happen when Shizui realizes that no, this is not Mojuan Yu, and this person has not been honest about who they really are, because he still calls him by that name. He calls him uh, Mo Gangzi, which is a like a nickname. It's an honorific or a title he put after the last name. So he, up until the, literally till the end of this book, he is still fully believing that this is Mo Zhuanyu and that this is not Wei Wuxian. I have a bad feeling about it when he finds out that this is Wei Wuxian. I don't know why. I feel like something is going to happen that makes him realize and I don't know what's going to happen. There is this clear mentor-mentee relationship going on between them because when Wei Wuxian is with the juniors and they're going through this ghost town, he almost puts Lan Shizui in charge of the juniors because he says, you're the most sensible here, take them, guide them. And he even says, like, don't be scared. And Lan Shizui is like, I'm not. And the conversation continues. And he says, you and Hang Wanjun, who is Lan Wanji, are alike. Wei Wuxian was amazed. Alike? How? They were clearly two drastically different people. Lan Shizui did not answer but only smiled and exited, taking the rest of the boys with him. I don't know either, Lan Shizui quietly thought to himself, but they feel very similar. It feels like there's no need to be scared of anything if either of them is around. So there is this level of trust he has with him. And the events between the first volume and the second volume are not far. It's not like years or weeks or months has happened. It's kind of only maybe like a day or two because the first volume ends with them walking to this ghost city and the second volume begins with Wei Wuxian and Lamanji arriving there and the juniors are there. There's this almost instant connection between them, this mentor-mentee trust that they have between one another. You also see Lan Shizui pushing himself to want to be good, like 
Wei Wuxin and Lan Wanji in his cultivation skills, and it makes me worried that what's going to happen when he fa when he fails or if he fails, because I think he's only like 16 or 17 in this book. He is still a child, at the end of the day. And he's said to be mature beyond his years, the most lawn-like of all the juniors, so he's he's very rule-following and deep in his studies and follows every rule to a T. He's very much like a younger version of Lan Wanji. And he idolizes Lan Wanji and he is trying to be like him, but what's going to happen when or if he fails? You can't keep that forever. It's going to make me sad if I ever see it because there is this scene, they're still in the ghost city, it's only a couple pages later. They're trying to communicate with a, a spirit and he doesn't fit, he can't get it exactly right. So there's a, a slight crack and fail, it's not like a drastic one. But he says, should I use inquiry again? Lan Chizui asked. No, Wei Wuxian replied. We might not be able to guess the question she wants us to ask. Besides, I think her answers would be very complicated, very hard to interpret. Although he didn't say you probably wouldn't be able to handle it, Lan Chizui nonetheless felt somewhat ashamed. He inwardly resolved, once I get back, I must practice inquiry more diligently. I must reach Hong Wan Jun's level and know everything by heart, be able to ask and answer at will, to interpret and understand immediately. So I mean, like, you can see the pressure he's putting on himself. This continues, and he is still very much attached to Wei Wuxian in the ghost city, and he follows his orders and everything. And what I found most interesting is this whole question of would he be okay if it was found out to be Wei Wuxian and all of this? Because the Lan clan does not like Wei Wuxian. In fact, many of the clans don't like Wei Wuxian. No one kind of likes him. Wei Wuxian overhears the juniors all talking, so it's Lan Jizui, Lan Jingyi, and Jinling. And they are talking. They are arguing about something, so Wei Wuxian comes into hearing them argue. And then they heard... Lan Jingyi joined the fray, complaining loudly. Why are you so angry? Shizui didn't say Wei Wuxian didn't deserve to die. He just said that those who practice demonic paths might not all be like Shu Yang. Did you need to chuck plates around? I didn't even get to try that. Didn't he also say the founder of the path might not have intended for it to be used for harm? Jinling sneered. Who is the founder? Why don't you tell me? Who else could it be if not Wei Ying? Which is his birth name. Wei Wuxian's birth name is Wei Ying. How perplexing. You Lons of, Gu of Guzo are so distinguished, are also a distinguished cultivation clan. Didn't plenty of people die at Wei Ying's hands? Wasn't it a headache to kill those walking corpses and all those minions? Lan Yuan, who is Lan Shizui's birth name? Why are you arguing such a bizarre stance? Just listen to you. Are you trying to exonerate Wei Ying? Lan Yuan, who is, was Lan Shizui's birth name, he defended himself. I was not trying to exonerate him. I was only suggesting that we not jump to any conclusions until we know the full story. Recall that prior to our arrival in Yi City, plenty of people claimed that Xiao Xingcheng killed Cheng Ping of the Cheng clan with Yu Wang as revenge. But what is exactly the truth? And so they're arguing about it. And you see Lan Jizui not defending him, but also not damning him like other people. And I think this gives signs that there is... Maybe some things everyone is so hard against. Wei Wuxian and Lan Jizui's not. And he would have been a mere child when it happened. Because my def my book says he that Wei Wuxian was dead for 13 years. But there are other books I've read that was said 16 years. So I don't know translation. Other people said that they've read it was 16 years. Either or, 
Actually, no, that would not make sense if it was 16 years, because Lan Jizui is 16. And there was a mention that the juniors were, ch were children when it happened. So I wonder if other, if other translations are the juniors older. Okay, but anyway, we won't talk about that. But in this timeline, he would have been about three or so when it happened. So it's not like he remembers it, and he's only heard stories of it. And so it makes me wonder why. It also makes me wonder if Lan Wanji seems to be his mentor type person, has Lan Wanji not damned Wei Wuxian as much as the others? And that's why La, Lan Qizui also has that opinion that, oh, we haven't heard the full story. So it gives me hope that when Wei Wuxian says like, hey, I'm Wei Wuxian, not Mo Zhuang Yu, it makes me feel like Lan Qizui might be okay with that revelation. But I don't know, it still makes me nervous about it. I don't want Lan Qizui to get hurt in a way. The next one I want to talk about also is going off of what the juniors were talking about is Xiao Xingcheng and he is one of the spirits that they meet and I think it's a very sad story but also finds a way I think to humanize the ghost and also Wei Wuxian because we've seen how Lan Wanji and the rest of the clan react to ghosts like Wei Ning and they also have the night hunts and then the story of how evil Wei Wuxian was and how anyone involved with the spirits is not very good. But the story of Xiao Jingchen also proves that we might not hear the full stories of things because everyone thought he murdered someone, but no, he didn't. And so it was this very troubled soul who he gouged out his eyes for his lover in X, Y, and Z, and that's why he had a blindfold and he was blind and he just wandered around just trying to find his lover and to find a way to avenge himself and to prove his innocence. It kind of shows that maybe spirits are just troubled souls, that maybe they're not evil or they're not or they're not these cruel things and maybe they don't have the best relationships with the cultivators because the cultivators go after them and vice versa. So it's like they're stuck in this cycle because a ghost does make the some of the juniors sick. But then the other ghosts don't harm them. So it makes me wonder what is this way? Like if if you're watching sure supernatural. Many times the ghosts, some are good, some are bad, some are just troubled souls, some are out there looking for evil. So I wonder if these ghosts are very similar. They're not all just there, but also Wei Wuxian can control ghosts. So also I kind of wonder how is this going to fall in place with that. But we also get to see Wei Wuxian's powers and use them for good. Because we're told that demonic cultivation is evil and selfish, but Wei Wuxian wasn't a monster or wasn't evil with this. He was trying to help Zhao Jingcheng and he does. And because of that, Zhao Jingcheng can rest peacefully. And you see this positive side of Wei Wuxian's powers in all of this, which is not something that many of the cult bears speak about. They all talk about how evil Wei Wuxian was and how he made all these corpses attack people and how he can control them and how he murdered thousands of people. And even though we haven't seen that yet, we've only heard the stories of it, I doubt they made that up. But it also shows that there is another side to Wei Wuxian who maybe cares about these ghosts and maybe he didn't care about them to begin with but maybe after he was in the afterlife and now came back he does i don't know but i think it humanized this wei wu shen that they speak of and this evil wei wu shen because i haven't seen it really yet and i wonder what's gonna be like when we do see it it makes me wonder what changed what's that shift why was the yingling patriarch so evil and wei ying was so horrific that all four clans had to band together and shatter his soul so he couldn't be revived. And no offense with the way we share from these books that argues with his donkeys and drinks too much and likes spicy food. So it makes me, what happened? I want to 
build those bridges and figure that out. But I think the storyline in this that kind of I liked the best was the headband. Now we talked about the headband of the Lan clan in the last episode. Lama Ji, his brother Lan Chichen, and the juniors Shizui and Jin Ying are the only ones I've seen so far wear them. At least in the book, they're the ones that have mentioned that they wear them. And these headbands are not to be removed by anyone aside from their faded person. It's a big part of their uniform and for lack of better words, the oath that they take to the cultivation sect and the family. We saw glimpses of Wei Wuxian's fixation, but in this volume, it really shows. Like it is a big part of the story and the development between the two of them. And on page 196, <laughs> Wei Wuxian's like, take off your forehead ribbon. And Wei Wuxian learned that when Lan Wanji is drunk, he will kind of do and say anything Wei Wuxian wants. And so he does, he takes off and he hands it to to Wei Wuxian. And Wei, Wei Wuxian is looking at the, at the headband, and he's noticing how nice it is and all this stuff, and he's wondering why. And Lan Wanji ties him up with it, he ties his wrist up together, and it's such a funny scene that happens. And because Lan Wanji is drunk, and when this man's drunk, it's the funniest thing. It's hilarious. So they are going and he is dragging Wei Wuxian whose wrists are tied together with the band and they're walking back into where they're staying and the juniors are down there. So Lan Jizui, Jin Ying, and Jin Ling are there. It says, Lan Jizui said, Han, Han Wanjun, why are you entering through here again? Because they all thought they were upstairs. Wei Wuxian laughed, haha, your Han Wanjun was feeling a bit warm so we went out for a breath of fresh air. I thought we'd ambush you guys out a whim. See, we caught you sneaking drinks. He prayed inwardly, please let Lan Zhan, which is Lan Wanji's birth name, drag me right upstairs. Please don't stay or say or do anything unnecessary. As long as he maintained that icy cold facade and not say a word, no one would know there was something wrong with him. He was just thinking this when Lan Wanji dragged him right into the table where the junior sat. Lan Jizui was greatly shocked. Han Wanjun, your forehead ribbon, he didn't finish the sentence, when his eyes fell on Wei Wuxian's wrist with Han Wanjun's forehead ribbon binding them. As though myth not that not enough people had noticed, Lamanji raised the ribbon high, lifting Wei Wuxian's arms to show everyone present. A chicken wing fell from Lan Jingyi's mouth and it landed in his bowl, splashing sauce everywhere and staining his robes. Only one thought filled Wei Wuxian's head. Lamanji will have lost all face once he's sober. Jinling acts, sounding unsure. What is he doing? He's demonstrating a unique use for the Lan clan's forehead ribbon, Wei Wuxian hurriedly explained. What unique use? Lan Shizui began the question before trailing off. When you encounter a very strange walking corpse and wanted to bring it back for, close exa for closer examination, you can remove your forehead ribbon and apprehend it like so, Wei Wuxian stated. That's not right, Lan Jingyi protested. Our forehead ribbons are... Lan Shizui quickly crammed the chicken wing back in Lan Jingyi's mouth and said hastily, I see, I didn't realize there was such a marvelous use. Ignoring in the onlooker's eyes, Lan Wanji dragged Wei Wuxian upstairs. So, in front of the juniors this happens. And clearly, Lan Chizui and Lan Jingying know the headbands. And they know that they're not supposed to be used for that. And it is revealed later when Wei Wuxian is speaking to them, it is said that and as per the words of the founding fathers of the Lan clan of Guzo, Lan An, only in the presence of your faded person, in the presence of the one your heart belongs to, can you allow yourself to be free of restraint, Lan Shizui continued. The teachings passed down through the generations have also state, stated that our family's forehead ribbons is um a very, very personal item. 
very sensitive and precious. No one other than you is allowed to touch it. It cannot be easily removed, and it must definitely cannot be tied onto someone else. That's forbidden. Except, except. There was no need to elaborate on the except. The young tender faces by the campfire were all flushed red, and not even Lanchi's week could keep going. Wei Wuxian felt at least half the blood in his body surge to his head. That forehead ribbon. That forehead ribbon. That, that, that. That meaning behind the forehead ribbon was pretty significant, huh? He suddenly felt he had very much needed fresh air. He shot to his feet and scurried off, only to manage to steady himself by clinging to a wizened tree. Oh my god, what have I done? What has he done? So that's when he figures it out. But what's interesting is when Lamaji is sober versus when he's drunk, depends on whether or not he lets Weibushin touch the headband. So when he's drunk, in the first volume and in the second volume, he is let Weibushin touch it. He takes it off. He lets him hold it. He's tied his wrist with it. He's let him play around with it. But when he's sober and Weibushin goes to touch it or to mess with it or to fix it, Weibushin is met with a very angry and a very dismissive and cold Lamaji. So I think it really balances what Lamaji is trying to portray and trying to keep this idea of excellence up versus deep down what he wants when he doesn't have that filter. And I think it really shows. And then at the end of the book, Wei Wuxian is exposed to the other cultivation sex. And why? He is seen pulling out the sword, the sword that only Wei Wuxian could pull out. Everyone's like, how can this Mo Zhuan Yu do this? Clearly it must be Wei Wuxian. And so when that's exposed, Lama Ji is seen protecting him. And everyone say it's been 13 years, how is Wei Wuxian back? How long has he been here? Why is the Lan clan defending him? Only Lan Wan Ji knew about this. Because earlier in the book, Wei Wuxian says, why? That's why I'm so curious, Wei Wuxian said. How in the world did you recognize me? Lan Wan Ji replied dryly, I'm also curious as to why your memory is so dreadful. Lan Wan Ji knew for a while that this was Wei Wuxian, and Wei Wuxian had no idea. So now, Everyone knows it, and, he know, and they all know that Lan Wanji is protecting him. And at the end, Wei Wuxian was stabbed and attacked, and Lan Wanji is carrying him back. The ending was very kind of sweet in a way. It gives you hope that they're about to rekindle, and we're about to learn what's going on between them. It says, Lan Zhan, Wei Wuxian called out. Lan Wanji's breathing wasn't as steady as it usually was. It was slightly short, probably from overexerting himself in hand-to-hand -hand combat while carrying Wei Wuxian on his back. However, the tone with which he answered was the same steadiness he always possessed. It was still that word. Hmm. After that, he added, I'm here. Hearing those two words, a feeling Wei Wuxian had never felt before spread into his heart. It was like an ache. His heart throbbed a little, but it was also a little warm. He still remembered when they were back in Jiangling, Lan Wan Ji had traveled thousands of kilometers to help him, but Wei Wuxian wasn't grateful at all, and he constantly clashed with him and made it awfully unpleasant between the two of them. But he really hadn't expected to turn out like this. When everyone was praising him out of fear, Lan Wan Ji rebuked him to his face. When everyone spat and hated on him, Lan Wan Ji stood by his side. Wei Wuxian all of a sudden, Ah, I remember now. What do you remember? Lan Wan Ji asked. I remember Lan Zang. Just like this. I, I've carried you on my back before. So it ends with Wei Wuxian remembering something that happened between them, or maybe finally understanding or remembering what happened between him and Lan Wanji before his death, because there was this, he didn't understand Lan Wanji and why he was so 
invested in him and clearly now there is a connection between them that Wei Wuxian is realizing and it, I want to know what happened between them. What is this? What's going on between him and Lan Jizui? What's the connection between Wei, uh, Lan Wanji and the juniors? Wei Wuxian and the juniors? What's going on between Wei Wuxian and Lan Wanji? All of that I want to know because he knows it's Wei Wuxian and he knows it's Wei Wuxian who murdered even people of his own clan and Lan Wanji is willing to protect him when he's found out. I'm interested to get into the third book. I think this one definitely touched more upon the magic system and the politics of the world. I would argue it's better. I think it finally really started to set up some conflicts between them and build up more conflicts between characters. I think it set up a good part for the third volume. I also think the pacing is good. I'm entertained by them. Again, um, MXTX has a real talent with writing characters. I really enjoy the characters from the main ones, Wei Wuxian to Lan Wanji, to supporting like Wei Ning, the juniors, and also even characters that seemed one and done, like Xiao Jing Chen. So I highly still recommend picking up this series. I really like it. I think you will too. But I think next week, next week I'll be reading volume three. So come back around, come see that. Thank you for the support. And as always, this has been the notes from the library.